Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is Chloe Brotheridge, your host. I am a hypnotherapist and a coach and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution. So welcome. Thanks so much for listening today. I have got a Q&A episode for you today. I asked for you to send in some questions to me on Instagram and I've chosen the ones that I think are most relevant, I think that you will relate to and I'm going to be answering them in this podcast. So I just want to say thank you so much for all your support. I was thinking yesterday on Sunday, I can't wait to record this podcast. I'm really looking forward to thinking about these questions and formulating my answers. So just want to say big thanks for all your support, for listening and for sharing. And I want to just make a request as well that if you have a friend who might need this podcast or benefit from it or some friends or your followers, then please consider sharing it with them. So you could take a screen grab and text it to them or you could take a screen grab and share it on Instagram and don't forget to tag me at Chloe Brotheridge and I would really really appreciate that and so one thing I really just want to share before we get into the questions that you've sent in and it's something that I posted on Instagram last week and it's this idea that we often blame ourselves for our mental health issues and that might be because other people have blamed us or because there's this message in society that If you have anxiety or depression, then it's because you don't have enough willpower that you should be able to just snap out of it and you should just be able to force your mind through grit and will to be more positive or more rational. And a lot of us really internalise this message. And I know that I did for a long time. I used to think that there was something wrong with me. I used to beat myself up about the way I felt. I used to think that I was broken or a loser or, you know, really a terrible person because I was experiencing anxiety. And the truth is that so much of anxiety is to do with things that are kind of outside of our control. So it might be to do with your socioeconomic status. It might be to do with your childhood, the family that you were born into, experiences that you've had in your life that are outside of your control. And lots of these things are not your fault. So a lot of anxiety is not your fault. In fact, I would say all of anxiety is not your fault. And yet we're faced with the fact that it is down to us to heal ourselves and to get help and to take action. So if like me, you have been blaming yourself for your mental health issues, I really just want to remind you to be kind to yourself and to know that it's not your fault the way that things are, but it is your responsibility to help yourself and to ask for help. So I really hope that this podcast and the 
things that I create can be a source of that. But always speak to your doctor, reach out to a friend, read books that you can get your hands on and keep trying things because often it is a combination of trying different things that gets that progress happening and there isn't a magic bullet or one thing that is going to cure you. It is a process, but just keep trying, keep going for it and be very kind to yourself. And with that said, if you want to download my free toolkit for anxiety, you can do so at karmau.com forward slash free. And there you'll find MP3s and worksheets and different tools and techniques that I hope will really help you to become your karma self. Okay, so let's just get into the questions, shall we? Okay, so the first question is around rumination. And the person that sent it in said that they were ruminating every hour of every day, which frankly sounds exhausting. And I would say rumination is one of the top symptoms of anxiety. And it basically means overthinking, feeling as though your mind is just whirring over and over. You're chewing over the same worries, the same negative thoughts again and again. And it can really seem as if it's out of control and your mind is not under your own control. It is doing its own thing and it's going to some dark places or you feel unable to stop worrying or stop overthinking. And this was definitely for me one of the things that affected me the most. I remember almost just sitting at my desk staring at the wall because I was almost hypnotised by my own worries. I couldn't get up and do anything. I felt like I had to stay there and overthink and I couldn't get anything done. I couldn't focus. So I definitely understand how much rumination can affect us and how annoying it is and how it can ruin your happiness and stop you from enjoying your life and even stop you from being present with other people. So you might find that you're having a conversation with someone, but you can't stop having thoughts of self-consciousness or thinking about a mistake you feel you made in the past. So it massively affects a lot of areas of our lives. And it might even affect your sleep. This is potentially one of the worst ways it can impact us. If it keeps you awake and your mind is just so busy that you can't sleep, and then there's a cycle of feeling more anxious in the day because you're sleep deprived and you ruminate even more. So it's a nightmare, excuse the pun. So one thing that I mentioned in the Anxiety Solution, my book, is about worry time. And this is a CBT technique that basically describes how we should choose a certain time of day, worry time. It might be five o'clock, it might be 6.30 when you get in from work. And to use that time to really focus on your worries and for the whole of the day to try to save up those ruminations and those worries and concerns for your worry time and to maybe make a note of it during the day and tell yourself you're going to come back to it and give it your full attention later and to use worry time and it might be about 20 minutes or so to completely focus on what you can control about that worry what action can you take to change that situation that's the first step to think about what you can control so say you're worrying about your relationship So maybe use that time to come up with some creative solutions for things you can do. Maybe you really focus on it and you decide, right, I'm going to read this book about relationships or you decide to have a deep discussion with your partner about what's concerning you. And you just use that time to really plan out maybe what you're going to say or plan out when you're going to read that book 
So you're taking action and action is the best thing that you can do to move your anxiety, to shift your anxiety because rumination in it, by nature, it's about going round and round in circles, thinking the same old things. And by taking some action and planning some action, we're getting ourselves out of that cycle. Now, there will be some worries or ruminations that you can't control, that there's nothing you can do about. For example, worries about what other people think or about something that you did in the past that maybe you're embarrassed about or you feel was a mistake. Now, these are things that you can't do anything about. And during that worry time, you can also be making a note of those worries and just really focusing on the fact that the past is over, it's out of your control, you can't control what other people think or what other people do and just really reminding yourself of that. So let me know what you think of this worry time. Lots of people find it works for them. It might not work for you, but you may as well give it a try. You've got nothing to lose, really. The second thing that I really recommend for rumination is meditation. That rhymes, doesn't it? Meditation for rumination. Okay. When I first started meditating, I hated it. I resisted it. I didn't want to do it. I found it made me more anxious. I thought it was a waste of time and I would be better off just getting on with my work and then I would be feeling more in control just by working. And actually the opposite was true. So when I first started to really take meditation seriously and actually it was only when I went on a meditation course. So I went away for 10 days to meditate every day for several hours a day. And that might sound very intense for some people and you know, I know that I'm very privileged to have been able to do that and have that opportunity to do that. But it really did turn things around for me because sometimes we need to have an intense experience of a retreat or just getting away from our ordinary routine in order to go deeper into meditation and to learn about the value of it and to have that experience of having your life changed by meditation. And that was 100% the case for me. So if you have the opportunity to do that, then I really recommend it. And I'm going to post some links for different meditation courses in the show notes. So one is Vipassana, one is the Sharpam Trust, one is Transcendental Meditation, which I'll talk about as well in a minute, because someone asked a question about that. But taking that opportunity, if you can, to get away and do a meditation course intensely over a few days can be a game changer. So you can think about meditation as being like doing a bicep curl for the mind. You're strengthening your mind and your mind's ability to choose what you focus on. Because I used to feel like my mind was running running the show. It was out of control. And now I feel like I'm in control of my mind and I get to choose what I focus on. So I find myself starting to go into those anxious thoughts or worries. I know that I can bring myself back to focusing on something more positive or to what I'm doing in the moment or focusing on the person that I'm speaking to and meditation has given me that ability. So firstly it helps you to be in control of your mind and what you focus on and secondly they have done a ton of studies into meditation where they've looked at people's brains, they've studied EEG measurements which is if you ever see on TV they wire people's heads up to electrodes. I don't know if that's the right word, electrodes, but you can imagine wires kind of stuck to people's heads and they measure your brainwave activity. And so what happens with our brainwave activity when we meditate is that it becomes more coherent. And all that means is you'd see on the EEG that the squiggly lines would look neater and they would look symmetrical. Whereas when we don't meditate, the squiggly lines can look 
a bit of a mess, to be honest. Now, what that translates to, what that brain coherence translates to is greater levels of integration with our thinking so we can think more clearly and more effectively. It's thought that it helps with emotional stability, with reasoning, with self-confidence even, and reduce anxiety. And that's come from a study into transcendental meditation that found that doing this type of meditation created those coherent brain waves. So if you just imagine it, it makes your brain work better in essence. You don't need to worry too much about the science behind it. It changes the way your brain waves are and makes your brain better. So that's one way that meditation helps. Another way is that it actually shrinks the amygdala. Now you probably know, you've heard me talk about the amygdala before. It's a part of the brain responsible for fight or flight. And if you are an anxious person or suffer with depression, chances are your amygdala is on high alert a lot of the time. And it is sounding the alarm and creating all those anxious thoughts and feelings or the racing mind. And when we meditate, we really calm down the amygdala and it actually shrinks the amygdala, the size of it, that part of your brain. So it changes your brain's structure, essentially, which is kind of a miracle to me for something that you can do and that will take you 20 minutes a day. Um, What it also does is we grow more grey matter in the frontal cortex. Now, the frontal cortex is the rational part of the brain is the most highly kind of evolved part of the brain and it helps us to reason, to be rational, to think clearly. And more grey matter means that that part of the brain is working more effectively. So we definitely want that. In essence, if you are suffering with rumination, meditation is totally the thing that you need to be doing in my opinion. And the evidence really supports that as well. So this leads me on to my next question. Someone was asking about TM, which is transcendental meditation, which is the type of meditation that I do and what it is and why it's beneficial. So there are so many different types of meditation that you could be doing. There are apps, there's tons on YouTube, there are things that you can download from people's websites, or you can go to India and sit in a cave or you can learn from a meditation teacher and all of these have their place and you know what I would suggest that you try different things if you haven't found the type of meditation that is right for you try different things give things a try search on YouTube and see what kinds of voices you find the most relaxing for example or which things which guided meditations seem most effective for you however for me I knew that an app wasn't going to quite cut it because I needed something a bit more heavy duty in a sense. Apps are brilliant. They're very convenient. They're a great gateway into meditation. But the problem is that it's on your phone for one and using our phones is not often that conducive to relaxation. And secondly, it's very easy to ignore an app. It's very easy to forget about an app and for it to just be left unused in your phone. And so I knew that I needed something a bit more intensive. So I went for TM, Transcendental Meditation, and you get taught by a teacher over four days and you can ask all the questions. You get that one-on-one support. You get ongoing support from your teacher. So if you get stuck or you need to ask them a question or you have questions about whether you're doing it right, you can get in touch with them at any time after you've learned, literally years later, and you can ask them and get that support. And they also offer courses and you know, intensive experiences for meditation as well. And there is a lot of evidence into TM about, as I mentioned before, the brainwave coherence and how that can impact things like our anxiety levels and our, and basically our happiness, actually. So definitely check that out if, if you're keen for something a bit more intensive um, than an app, than a meditation app or a YouTube video. It's also 
something that a lot of celebrities use. That's not why I decided to do TM, but people like Jennifer Aniston and Katy Perry have talked about how they do TM every day. And the suggestion is that you do 20 minutes twice a day. And that's what works for me. Okay, so the next question is about fear of starting a family and coping with pregnancy. So this is something that I hear a lot, actually. And I have concerns, actually, about Sometimes I worry about the future of the human race, actually, that we're going to become so anxious that none of us have children and then the human race can't continue. That's probably not going to happen, but it does seem as though some people are even choosing not to have children because they're worried about the effects of their mental health. And that is such a shame. And I just wanted to talk about this a little bit. So firstly, really know that there is help available if you are pregnant and you're anxious or you're thinking about becoming pregnant or if you're a mum there are people available to help there are perinatal mental health teams that you can get in touch with and that can support you so speak to your GP and depending on where you are in the country or in your country wherever you might be they might have different things available but often there are there is support that you can access because Obviously, it is a a challenging time. It's an interesting time. It's an amazing time, beautiful time, but also it's going to be something that changes your life and there are going to be challenges that come along with that. So definitely get that support, speak to your GP, see what is available in your area. I want to to just say that as much as you might worry about your ability to be able to cope with being a parent and being pregnant and giving birth, your body is 100% designed for that. Your whole evolution has led you up to that point of being able to reproduce and your body can cope with it, you can cope with it. Humanity has gone through so, so much. We've survived an ice age, we've travelled great distances, we've been hunter-gatherers, we've survived so much and your DNA has survived all of that. You are the survival of the fittest, basically, you're the fittest and the end product of all those thousands and millions and billions of years of evolution. I think it's about five billion years that there's been life on earth. So five billion years in the making, not bad, I say. So I just want to say, you can do this. You are capable. You were born for this. And one thing that I have read when I was researching this podcast was about how we often assume the worst when we're anxious, don't we? But to remember that there are so many positive aspects of having children and often we really focus on the scary things, the sleepless nights, the potential things that could go wrong and we forget about the incredible things. We forget that having children often makes people happier. It gives their lives a lot of meaning. And people often report that when you have a child, you think about yourself less. And I mean that in a nice way that when we're anxious or depressed, sometimes we're too focused on ourselves. And that's no one's fault. That's just the way that we can be, especially, I think, the younger generation, potentially, that we think about ourselves and what other people think of us too much. But actually, when you're putting all of your attention on someone else, then it distracts you away from yourself and your own problems and gives you a new sense of meaning in your life. So thinking about really focusing on the good aspects of having children and trying not to focus so much on the potential negatives, I think is important. 
I also want to suggest that you listen to the Motherkind podcast by my friend Zoe Blasky, who is a beautiful person inside and out. She's a coach. She's a mum herself. She has struggled with anxiety in the past and she interviews incredible guests on her podcast and shares a lot about her tools and her own experiences. So if you are a mother or thinking about becoming a mother, then definitely tune into the Motherkind podcast. And then lastly, when it comes to pregnancy and starting a family, I'm going to come back to what I always bang on about, and that is self-care. And it might seem as though you're not going to have time to take care of yourself, but we can find the time, we can make the time when something is really important to us. So just to remind you that you are important, even if you're a parent, taking care of yourself is still important, if not more important, because if you take care of yourself first, you are able to really be there for others and to be the best that you can be for other people too. So always making that time for self-care. Okay, so my next question was about anxiety and money and worrying about money. So this is in polls of people in the UK, probably in other countries as well. Money is the top thing that people worry about. And that's because money is really linked to our survival. It's how we pay our rent. It's how we feed ourselves. So it only makes sense that that would be a cause of concern for us because it really goes deep to our sense of survival. And yet, and yet, probably the majority, the vast majority of people listening to this and the majority of people in the UK really um, are not homeless and are not about to be homeless or starving. And yes, of course, there are people that are really struggling. But a lot of the time, we are thinking the worst, catastrophizing, making things worse than they are in our heads, or projecting into the future and imagining that things are going to get worse. So if you are in that camp of someone that is not in um, immediate danger of, you know, really having a serious problem with money, it's recognizing that it is catastrophization that it is thinking the worst and your imagination going into overdrive and those anxious thoughts creating those worries and it's not really founded or rational. And if in the case of someone that really is, does have a serious problem with, you know, their finances and money, reach out to someone. There are sources of help and support available. Please reach out to someone. You can speak to Citizens Advice. You can speak to various helplines. I will post some in the show notes of this episode if you're in that situation. So for other people, if it is more of a concern about worrying about money rather than you've been dire straits, then I want to recommend a couple of things that you can be doing. Firstly, doing what you can to try and take back some control. And that just means taking some action. And the first thing you should be doing if you're worrying about money is to make a budget because then you really know where you are with your income incomings and your outgoings of your money and you're able to make a plan to know where you are with it and I know I'm not the only one who has been in situations where I just haven't wanted to check my bank account I just don't want to know how much money is in there because I'm burying my head in the sand about it but we really need to be as aware and conscious and involved with our finances as possible. So try not to bury your head in the sand, open those bills, check in with your bank balance every day and don't let it spiral because you're too scared to actually look into it. 
So making a budget can help you to be aware and to take back some control. Also asking yourself, what is the root of this problem? Is this just anxiety manifesting itself? In which case you need to be working on the anxiety, not working on anything to do with your finances. Is this to do with the fact that actually you've got a problem with shopping, which a lot of us have, unfortunately. It's all too easy just to spend all your money on ASOS on payday or on Amazon. It's all too easy just to spend money with a click of of a button. I think a lot of us are actually addicted to spending money. So if that might be the root of the issue, really, then that's what you need to be working on. Maybe the issue is that you're actually not earning enough money. And so you can be putting your energy and your focus onto how you can have other streams of income or earn more money or ask for a pay rise, for example, or look for another job. So it's important to get to the root of what the problem actually is. Another thing to think about is to think about, even though it sounds actually counterintuitive, but to think about the worst case scenario. What is the worst thing that could happen if you lost your job or you know you got kicked out of your home? What would you do? How would you handle it? Because the truth is, you would handle it. You would cope, no matter how bad it is. Even though it's horrible to lose your job, you would handle it and chances are you're not going to end up on the street. People will help you. Other opportunities will arise. You'll find another job. But really thinking about what is the worst case scenario and planning how you would handle it can can lead you to feel quite empowered, actually. And as though you have resources and you've kind of faced that demon and you know that you can cope with it. Another thing as well, this is something that comes from coaching, I would say. And it's about focusing on how much money you want to earn and there is something about writing down our goals that helps us to make them a reality because when we write things down we subconsciously start to look for the opportunities to make that happen. So for years in my journal I would write down how many clients I wanted to see a week and that would give me the right amount of money to to live And I'd start to find very quickly that I would always see the exact amount of clients that I'd written down. And I I don't think it's magic. I think it's the fact that we create the things that we focus on because subconsciously we're looking out for those opportunities. So I really want to encourage you to experiment with this, to write down how much you want to be earning or how many clients you'd like to see a week or how much you'd like to get paid in your next job and just see if that helps you to subconsciously attract that okay so I think I'm going to leave it there because I'm going to save the rest of the questions for another episode next week or the following week so I hope these have been helpful for you please let me know what you think of this episode you can find me on Instagram at Chloe Brotheridge and please consider sharing it if you think others would find this episode helpful as well and don't forget to get your free anxiety busting toolkit at karmau.com forward slash free. So thank you so much for listening. I'm sending you loads of love wherever you are and wishing you a brilliant week.